It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are back. It is episode number 193 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. As always, we hope that you would follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter for all your latest Redskins news and information. We try and uh, post as much unique content and uh, gather as many stories as we possibly can. Sometimes we miss a lot just because we're busy doing other things, but we try and keep it updated as much as humanly possible. As well, invite you certainly to follow at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, which is uh, basically an aggregate of all of our NFL team coverage from all of our local podcast hosts covering each and every one of the NFL teams in the National Football League at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me individually, it's at WrestleMania621. Now, do need to warn you, as always, that is not just Redskins content. That is a bunch of stuff. Uh, sometimes you might not like what you see there. Anyway, we proceed and we move on. It is episode 193, as we mentioned, of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I think we have some of our audio issues kind of uh, worked out here. I apologize for some of the glitches and some of the uh, awkward transitions over the last couple of days while we were trying to work on that. I think we should be good to go uh, from here. Uh, but away we go with part one of Landon Collins' press conference on Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park. Now, we played a very, very, very small snippet on episode number 192 at the end, basically his opening comments. This portion starts the Q&A with reporters, so you will hear the reporters introduce themselves to Landon uh, and to the room. That is generally how it's done on the microphone, and then ask their question, and then Landon Collins' response. We'll do it in two parts uh, just to break it up, uh, but we will get to the whole thing starting again. This is after he was introduced by Vice President of Player Personnel or Senior Vice President of Player Personnel, Doug Williams, and his very opening comments, starting with the Q&A and the questions, uh, which is really the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of where the information comes out. And Landon Collins, very well-spoken, articulate, uh, and as well, you can see he's going to be a money guy to go to in the locker room uh, for all sorts of reaction over the next couple of years. Landon Collins, part one, meeting with the media at Redskins Park on Thursday afternoon. Hey, Landon, J.P. Finley with NBC Sports Washington. How fast did this decision come about for you to land with the Redskins once the tampering period opened up? Literally, I think it happened either that day or the next day. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fast for me to decide and where I wanted to be at. John Keim, ESPN. You had talked about the Sean Taylor connection when you were coming out of college. Why was he so impactful for you? And did you actually think there would be a chance you would end up here at some point? Um, after being in a, after being with the Giants and the organization up there, I didn't think I was gonna leave. Honestly, 
um, just after they had the, having the years that I had up there. And once that I got the opportunity to leave, I was like, okay, let's see what happens. Was out there. Um, honestly, my dream was to come here. I had all my guys here. I even talked to uh, <laughs> Dr. Andrews a couple of times about put it in, in Mr. Snyder's ear about getting here. And uh, <laughs> and um, just in doing so with that, it was, uh, it was an opportunity that was offered, and I, I ran on it. I took, I jumped on it. I, I had to be here. So, and to follow up on that one, also about Sean, why was he so impactful? For oh, you? Sean has been impactful for my life since I was in middle school. It's been years and years and years watching tape after tape after tape after game. I only got to watch maybe three or four games of his. I've been actually playing before he passed away, and um, and knowing and doing that, it was an honor. And knowing that he played with so much passion and heart and dedication and wanted to make his teammates better, not as just a football player, but as a better man and as a better father, as a better husband, it was something that I looked up to and wanted to be like. Landon Tark Elbashir from The Athletic. Uh, you mentioned that you talked to some of your former teammates in Alabama. Who did you talk to? What did they tell you? And did having former guys that you played with before, did that help you make your decision to come here? So uh, um, I talked to the first person that hit me up was Ryan Anderson, literally the first person. Then right after that was Jonathan Allen. And knowing those two guys played um, my three of my four years with them and knowing that we know each other like a back of our hands. We know how each other how each other plays, how we get after it, how we love this game and where we came from. We, we were Bama made, so we know what it takes to win. And we, you know, all we want to do is win. So yes, it did take a great deal in trying to get here and they made it very easy because playing with guys that you know that's going to get after it just as much as I'm going to get after it it made it much easier Kareem Copeland Washington Post uh, from a football perspective how do you see yourself kind of fitting into the scheme and your role and as you kind of did your homework from that perspective how did you envision yourself working within the unit honestly um I see myself working perfectly with the unit. Uh, once they once they picked up Haha from the trade, because I follow Haha, me and follow Haha follow each other all the time. I watched, started watching the defense even more, even at, even after we playing them twice a year. Uh, I watched the defense even more within Haha because literally I was like, they making a Bama defense on some on some crazy stuff, and I was like, <laughs> if me and Haha get back there, it might be dangerous, you know. So. Um, I'm looking at the defense. I can see they played three halves, quarters, all that. And I was like, that's back what we basically do. The, um, the concept-wise is what we do. Landon, Diane Roberts, WUSA 9 Sports. Uh, Kareem just took my question, but I have another question, which is um, Doug talked about your passion for football, and you have passion off the field as well. Can you talk to us about some of the things that you care about away from football and why? Um. First of all, it's my family. Secondly, my passion that I want to do, and I'm trying to do and pushing forward to is um, trying to give people homes. Um, I know Nick Saban has this foundation where he builds homes from the people, from the disasters, from the tornado. My um, thing is the same thing from Katrina. Um, that's something I dream of doing and starting my foundation on um, and making that happen. And that's something that I, I harp on. Uh, Landon, Ben Standing, NBC Sports Washington. In order for you to be here, the New York Giants had to make a decision on what to do with you. What were your thoughts 
uh, about their decision? And when did you kind of have a sense that they were going to go in, in the direction of not uh, putting the tag on you? Um, that organization is awesome, honestly. I love them. I respect them. They gave me my first opportunity to play in the NFL. Um, they took a chance on me, and hopefully they they loved the four years that I gave them, and um, I respect them mostly. But when I was going through the when we was going through the turmoil that was going on up there and all the craziness, all the trades, all the cuts, I was like, I don't think I'm here either. Once I saw a couple of guys that I was brought in with, it was like, I don't think I'm going to finish here either. Uh, no talks was going on. Nothing was being said. I was just out there going day by day, practice by practice, handling my business. But at the same time, I don't know what the future holds with the New York Giants. But I'm glad it happened because now I'm in that burgundy and gold. <laughs> hey, hey, Landon, Jake Ringstreifels of Redskins.com. Uh, when you look back to that first decision about where you were going to play football, it was Alabama, National Signing Day. I know there's been a lot made about how your mom wasn't exactly thrilled about that decision. What was her reaction to you making another big decision here and coming with the Redskins, and, and how has your family been a part of that? Oh, man. I called my mom and told her the news. All you could hear is screaming and shouting. <laughs> she was she was all for it. Um, she didn't like being in New York. She said it's too cold. She don't like the cold. She. She likes that it's, it gets warmer out in D.C., so she's going to be here more than she was up in New York. Um, but she was definitely excited. My dad was excited. My family was excited. Uh, we was all smiles when we heard the news. And then them knowing my background behind knowing who was here and playing for who, who I played for, it was cool. Hey, Landon, hey. Diane Cheesebro, Sports Journey. I know you haven't had a chance to get into – welcome to Washington, by the way. Thank I know you. you haven't had a chance to get into the playbook, but you're familiar with the Redskins from, you know, being with the Giants. Is there anything in particular that you like about the defensive system here, just on its basis, that was part of your decision to come here? The, just really just the guys that are here, honestly, was the biggest format. Just not even the scheme-wise. I, I feel like I could fit into any scheme when I come into to own a team. I had to – Learned three new defenses going into leaving the Giants, so it's it's, it's easy to to learn. But at the same time, it's a great front. We have good linebackers and a nice secondary. So I think it's gonna go hand in hand. And like I always tell everybody, it always start with the defensive line, and we all feed off one another. All right, so that is Landon Collins, part one, coming up here on episode number 193 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll have part two, the final part of Landon Collins meeting with the media Q&A style, and then we will wrap it up with some news and notes right here. Again, episode number 193 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to be with you. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 193 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. The Landon Collins press conference wrapped up with an emotional answer that 
was an answer to a question that I asked him about uh, a story he had told on 106.7 The Fan, my radio station, uh, to Grant Paulson and Danny Ruye first, and I want to make that clear. Uh, And uh, I asked him to recall that story uh, because I thought it was a pretty fascinating story about how Dan Snyder had presented him with Sean T's jersey on Wednesday night at dinner and how he was overcome with emotion. And you'll hear that answer in its entirety. And basically, it shut down the press conference. Uh, Tony Wiley, the Redskins vice president of player of uh, communications, uh, said basically, uh, you know, that's it. That's, that's kind of a good note to end on. So that's the last answer of the portion that you're about to hear. And then we all did uh, individual stuff um, with Jay Gruden, Doug Williams, uh, and Landon Collins afterwards. Uh, we'll have some of that coming up for you on the next episode, episode number. 194. But for right now, the final part of Landon Collins' press conference on Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park, including that a very emotional reveal and answer uh, of what he felt like when Dan Snyder presented him with Sean Taylor's game-worn jersey. Uh, when you were presented with the, the Washington offer, were, were there other offers too? Were you kind of judge, juggling between other things, or was this just, no, let's do this? I mean, you know, how long did it take to kind of ultimately say, yeah, I want to... All right, this is how it kind of went down. <laughs> My agent called me. It was uh, We knew other teams wanted me. They kind of threw their offer out there. He told me the offer, so I said, all right. He says, hey, how you feel about the Redskins? That's basically what he said. I said, you know how I feel about the Redskins. I want to be here. What you mean? He said, all right, bet, and hung up the phone. That's it. <laughs> and hung up the phone. Called back. He said, he told me the idea, told me about the, the money, and they want how bad they want me and making my dreams come true. Because, I mean, same thing with Ryan and John was telling me they'd do anything for me. I was just telling them, I like, we'll see what's going to happen when it happens. And they proved me right. <laughs> I mean, proved me wrong. So, hey, that's how it kind of went down. And then I was like, let's go. Where were you at the time? I was literally driving to go work out. I was driving. I was actually driving to, I was in Miami. About to go work out with um, Swayze at FIU. I was driving down there. I'm on the phone. And he called me. And when he called me and told me the news, literally broke down. Broke down. I was just broke down. I didn't pull a car over. I fought the urge because I still had to go get my shoes to go work out. <laughs> so <laughs> from that point on, I was just like in shock and awe and humbly gracious for this opportunity. Landon Craig Hoffman, 106.7 Fan. Have you taken a moment since, since you since you kept on driving, have you taken some time since to kind of be by yourself alone with your thoughts and where do they go in those moments? Oh, yeah. You, you can ask my mom. You can ask my girl because I, it was, it was, <laughs> I was in there on the, I was in the hotel just sitting on the balcony. I sat on the balcony for about three hours trying to take it all in and still have yet to take it all in yet. Outside of the Bama guys, who do you know on this team, and, and what do you think of some of the high-profile guys, a guy like Josh Norman? And you also get a chance to be uh, a teammate of Adrian Peterson, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. What do you think about this, specifically those two guys? Those two guys, I love them. Um, Josh Norman, I know I met a couple times throughout events, um, being in Atlanta, being in the Super Bowl before that. We had an event together down in Dallas, so I know him pretty well. He's a humble guy. I, think I like him. He's His attitude is always to go, to go and be – the best he can be. Same thing with Agent Peterson. That's a Hall of Famer right there. And then just, 
I remember the first time I tackled Adrian Peterson and he kind of gave me a head tap of acknowledgement like, all right, you're real deal, you know. I was like, cool. And I can always remember the first time I saw him. <laughs> I can always remember the first time I saw him. It was open field. We was playing Minnesota. It was me and him open field about 20 yards apart from each other. I swear I thought he was going to put his shoulder down on me. And I was ready for it. Literally, I was ready for it. And um, it didn't happen. He kind of veered off and I pushed him out of bounds. So. <laughs> Landon, David Aldridge with The Athletic DC. Um, you, you know the personnel here, obviously, and you've looked at the scheme. What do you think your biggest strength is to this, coming into this unit with this personnel? My biggest strength is going to be leadership. It's going to definitely be leadership. I lead by example, and that's about it. We're going to have fun. Tell you that much. Hey, Landon, it's uh, Chris Russell, 106.7 The Fan. Um, I know you told the story about a half an hour ago on um, 106.7 about Mr. Snyder giving you Sean Taylor's jersey last night uh, at dinner and the possibility of wearing that number. Could you just maybe share some of that for everyone that didn't get to hear that and what that meant to you, both the presentation and the possibility of wearing Sean's number 21? Uh, possibility of wearing Sean's 21? I hope. I hope. That's big shoes to fill, but, oh, man. Um, dinner last night. We were sitting there at dinner. Miss Snyder had the gift right there at the box, right there in the middle of the table. And I was like, what's in the box? He's like, it's a gift for you. I said, oh, okay, cool. I can open it. He said, no, we got to wait for your mom and your girl to get here. I said, all right, cool. My son come up to me. I said, hey, um, son, I get my son. He's put him in my lap. I say, um, Cam, you want to open up a gift? He said, yeah. So he said, not yet, not yet, not yet. I said, all right. Um, so maybe right before, right after we get out of Sadlis, right, he stands up and tells me the story behind what's inside the box. Um, we gone through it. <laughs> Can't tell you the whole story, but we gone through it just giving out all this emotion, his passion behind it, the story between between him and Sean and telling me how he loved him as a son, you know, and saw him as like everything, you know. And when he told me that it was a game one jersey signed by him in the box, Instantly broke down, um, instantly, instantly broke down, straight into tears. He handed the box over, tried to hand me the box. I couldn't grab the box. I couldn't move, um, couldn't move. Shaking, son on my lap. My son actually grabbed the box, started opening the box. <laughs> you know, kids gonna open presents, no doubt, no, no matter what. So he started opening the box. I'm still crying, still emotional behind it. He, my son pulls the jersey out of the box. I still can't touch the jersey, just staring at it the whole time. As the jersey right there on the, on the table, everybody's kind of at the table quiet, just sitting there. Um, I look at um, Ryan Anderson. He's at the table. I, I start shaking my head at him. He said, man, I should have told you what was in the box so you don't have to cry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I say, so when we got up, so when he, once I 
kind of calmed down. It took me about a good 30, 30, 30, 45 minutes to calm down. I couldn't even eat. I had the salad right there. I couldn't even eat the salad. Took me a minute, but it's an honor, and I really appreciate that, Miss Snyder. Really do. So, yeah, that's the story behind it. <laughs> All right, so once again, that is Landon Collins meeting with the media on Thursday at Redskins Park. When we come back, we will finish it up here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 193. Thanks for being with us. Again, when you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device, hey, play podcast, Locked on Redskins. Play podcast, Locked on Redskins. And again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins, and as well at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram, and away we go. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we finish up episode number 193 of the Locked On Redskins podcast with a couple of news and note items that I wanted to get to in just a couple of minutes that we have left. I do need to point this out, uh, and I don't think we've addressed this, but Teddy Bridgewater apparently was in the Redskins plan. According to uh, Grant Paulson, uh, again, of 106.7 The Fan and The Athletic and um, NBC Sports Washington, uh, he has mentioned several times that it was either Case Keenum or Teddy Bridgewater in terms of the options for the Redskins as a veteran quarterback. And they thought about the opportunity to get Bridgewater, and they thought that maybe they didn't have a great chance, and I guess as it turned out, maybe they didn't. Maybe they would have if they would have stayed a little more patient. But then they also thought, again, of the cost of Bridgewater, and he signed a one-year, $7 million fully guaranteed deal, is my understanding, uh, to come back with the New Orleans Saints. But remember, he was also discussing a deal with the Miami Dolphins, again, which could have and maybe did amp up the price a little bit more. So Teddy Bridgewater coming back to the Saints. Uh, apparently the Redskins were interested. Jay Gruden also alluded to this in, in typical Jay Gruden fashion. Um, Perhaps that'll be the portion of Jay Gruden that will play on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, also, I don't think we got to this on the last episode, episode number 192, because we did the compensation projection picks for the Redskins for all the free agents that they lost. Again, they'll get a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth, uh, according to OverTheCap.com right now. But uh, ProFootballFocus.com, as you know, we love them and we use them all the time, uh, has a free agency grader out. And uh, they did grade the Redskins as having and making above average decisions on Landon Collins, the one huge free agent signing that they've had, Landon Collins, uh, and they graded the Green Bay Packers signing Preston Smith and Jamison Crowder signing with the New York Jets as 
both above average grades. Now, again, their categories are elite. Their categories are very good and then above average. So again, Landon Collins, Preston Smith with the Packers, Jamison Crowder with the Jets, all graded by profootballfocus.com as above average signings. Now that factors in the talent, the production, the age, and the contract, which is, you know, the way you have to evaluate these things. Um, They gave two elite grades out. Adrian Amos, who went from Chicago to Green Bay, and Eric Weddle, who was cut loose by the Baltimore Ravens, who quickly snined with the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay. Um, And they gave very good grades to the Ravens for signing Earl Thomas and for Oakland signing LaMarcus Joyner, uh, and as well for the Bills signing former Redskin versatile offensive tackle and guard Ty Ansecki to a two-year $14.5 million deal. Now, just finishing up on this right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, the NFL performance-based pay allocations and payout and information uh, came out. And basically, again, it is a way for young veterans that are, uh, you know, basically playing on, on the first contracts that they have to make extra money based on, Uh, how they perform, and uh, it's a complicated formula, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time getting into it. But uh, just so you know, there is uh, 48 million, uh, I'm sorry, 188 million in terms of uh, performance-based pay around the league, plus 48 million or $1.5 million per club in health benefits and all that good stuff for players. So that's a, we're talking about a lot of money here. Uh, and then there's performance-based pay, and then there's the veteran pool pay. And just so you know, and in case you're interested in this, uh, it's generally a good indicator that you're getting really good value out of a guy under, again, a very, very, very affordable contract. And such is the case with Redskins now third year, going into his third-year center, Chase Roulier, who also played left guard last year. He played all 1,020 offensive snaps this year for the Washington Redskins, all 1,020. Uh, and Chase Roulier, the 2017 sixth-round pick out of Wyoming, made an extra $358,849 from the bonus performance pay or the performance based pay system, plus an extra $122,272 from the veterans pool for a total of $481,122, which ranked him sixth overall for those eligible for the performance-based pay system. Sixth overall, $481,122 for Chase Roulier, who again played in every game, every snap, both at center and left guard. And in case you're curious, Kendall Fuller, the player the Redskins traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for Alex Smith, got an extra $434,762 overall combined between the veteran pool and the performance-based pay. So he fell short of, uh, again, Chase Roulier, but 
he got a nice little payday as well. All right, we wanted to pass that along to you. We're going to wrap it up, say goodbye for the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 193. Thanks for being with us. Have a great rest of the weekend right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. This is Locked on Redskins. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.